0: Hello, my name is Emma, and welcome to this episode of Tech Tuesday. In this episode, we will be exploring Microsoft. I will take you through the evolution and growth of Microsoft, its global expansion, and will also consider the future of Microsoft and what it has in store. I'm going to look at issues that Microsoft have had in relation to antitrust and its steps to solve these issues. I'm excited to break down Microsoft, and I hope that you're excited too. To start off, I will explain how and when Microsoft was first born. As early as 1975, Bill Gates and his childhood friend Paul G. Allen from Seattle decided to convert something called BASIC, which was a popular computer programming language, to allow it to be used on an early personal computer or PC called the Altair. This was revolutionary and kickstarted a technological journey that would become one of the most profitable in history. It was on the back of this that Microsoft came into existence, as they founded it shortly after. The name Microsoft came from joining the words microcomputer and software together. Part of the initial business plan was the focus of an intention to further refine BASIC, the computing language and develop other computing language from this basis, a goal they no doubt went above and beyond achieving. A turning point for Microsoft was when in 1980 the International Business Machines Corporation or IBM as it is known, enlisted Microsoft and requested they produce the essential software for its first PC, named the IBM PC. This was before Microsoft themselves had had a partnership with PCs and in applying their systems commercially. So this was a huge start for the company to show the effectiveness of their systems to PC companies on a commercial level. Microsoft then decided to buy the essential software from another company and made their own modified software, which they named the MS-DOS, Microsoft Disk Operating System. This was paired and released with the IBM PC in 1981. After this release, the MS-DOS became the main software used by many companies who licensed their computers with the MS-DOS. This led to Microsoft, by the early 1990s, selling more than 100 million copies of the program, overtaking companies like CPM and even IBM, which it had previously been released with. This was an early indicator of how successful Microsoft could be compared to its competitors. Microsoft's next move was the release of a graphical user interface and the Microsoft 3.0. This third version was released in 1990 and gained lots of subsequent popularity, selling 1 million copies per month monopolising the market of 90% of the world's software with 90% of PCs using the Microsoft 3.0 software. As I will explain, despite this development being beneficial for the company, their success was a double-edged sword due to the antitrust issues I will explain later. Arguably, the biggest step forward for Microsoft came in 1995 when they released Windows 95, which was a fully integrated MS-DOS with Windows and matched the ease of use as Apple's Mac OS, a huge seller even at this point. Microsoft also became the leader in productivity software such as word processing and spreadsheet programs, outdistancing lo- distancing long-time rivals Lotus and WordPerfect in the process. This evidenced the ability of Microsoft to translate their tech skills into other areas of the tech world. Microsoft then expanded into information services and other products, including entertainment with their own Microsoft network. Microsoft became a publicly owned corporation in 1986 and subsequently became one of the most profitable companies in America ever. It gained large amounts of profit. And in 1996, it had a $2 billion net income. In a time when many companies were struggling, Under the Great Recession of 2007-9, Microsoft was still thriving with a net income of more than $14 every year. This immense profit in sales can only be due to the technological genius which developed an entire market of more effective technological goods, advancing knowledge, accessibility of this knowledge and ease of work and entertainment. However, All was not all good, as due to their rapid growth and domination of their market, there were calls for investigation by their rivals, as there were claims of unfair competition and breaches in antitrust. Despite Microsoft saying that due to their development in more easy technology use benefiting consumers, the US Department of Investigation concluded in 1994 that Microsoft would have to modify some of their sales practices which discouraged users from buying other products, thus stopping them from using their market power to kick other companies out of the market. However, despite this settlement, the issues did not stop here, as the Department of Investigation also blocked an acquisition, which they felt would give Microsoft too much market power. The acquisition of Intuit Inc., the leading maker of financial software for for PCs, It does seem that this acquisition would have given Microsoft a ridiculous amount of market power, with increasing the ability of them to stunt market competition to a high degree. After a few disappointing attempts to tie together their work in computer softwares with developments in the internet, Microsoft released their own browser, Internet Explorer, and they used the sales strategy of trying to persuade computer makers to use it exclusively as as the browsers on their PCs. This worked, and by 1996, Windows were bundling Explorer with Windows OS and had begun to integrate Explorer directly into Windows. However, more issues arose for Microsoft, as in response to this, Netscape accused Microsoft of violating a consent decree and sued, which caused the Department of Investigation to open up their investigations of the company again. For any company, this is not good news, but it does seem evident that Microsoft To gain and maintain their significantly dominant market position must have been participating in some anti-competitive practices. The investigation and trial was lengthy, lasting a whopping 30 months. The judge held that Microsoft were indeed in violation of of the Sherman Antitrust Act and ordered the breakup of the company, which was a major sanction for an antitrust dispute. Due to the severity of this order, appeals were inevitable, but also successful as in 2001, the court overturned the order to break up the company. But the company was indeed still found guilty of illegally trying to maintain a monopoly. It did not end here as the EU also imposed antitrust damages of 497.2 million euros, the largest fine in the EU's history. This was due to their position as a monopoly. You would think it would end here, but Microsoft troubles were nowhere near over, as even worse, in 2008, the EU imposed an even higher fine of 899 million euros, or $1.35 billion, for defying this previous decision in 2004. It was around this time, however, that Microsoft were very successful in other areas, despite their antitrust issues. As they entered the gaming market with the release of their first Xbox in 2001, which became second place in the video gaming market. The Xbox 360 was then released in 2005. However, unlike in the software markets, Microsoft here were competing with huge names like Nintendo Wii and Sony PlayStation, and therefore struggled to make a consistent profit. So to pick up market share, they cut the prices of the Xbox by 25%, which worked as the console became the most used in the US, despite the price cuts leading to a drop in overall revenue. Evidencing their customer loyalty to their software systems, when the company decided to use a new operating system and named it Vista, It had too many options and users were unwilling to change from Windows XP due to its stability, the fact it was more consistent and that it was more stable and secure. Therefore, customer loyalty was a barrier here for Vista. Despite other companies like Apple and Google competing, Microsoft remained the dominant supplier of operating systems with a worldwide market share of 92%. Interestingly, despite the rivalry that occurred between Microsoft and Apple when Microsoft announced Windows, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs had previously been friends and had worked to to develop software for the Macintosh computer together. Microsoft's issues with Google and other browser companies came up in the so-called browser wars and Microsoft dominance in the operating systems market did not translate here. This led them to attempt to buy Yahoo for $44.6 billion. However, Yahoo rejected this offer, but in 2009 an agreement was made where Yahoo would use Bing for its web browser and would have premium adverts for Microsoft's website to allow Microsoft to entice customers into switching browsers. This shows the confidence that Microsoft had in their name and the reputation that they did not fight to have Internet Explorer as the initial browser. In 2011, Microsoft bought the internet voice communication company Skype for $8.5 billion, which at the time was the largest acquisition in Microsoft history. Microsoft planned to add Skype to Xbox, Outlook and Windows smartphones. The Skype acquisition placed Microsoft in competition with Apple's video chat service FaceTime and Google's internet communication system Voice. It is interesting to note that Microsoft is actually one of the top patent holders in the UK, as they have some of the most. They file around 3,000 each year and are holding over 10,000. This evidences that technological developments are constantly being tested and tried to enable them to release the most effective technology. Showing the personality of Microsoft a bit, they have in staff traditions, such as their Tradition to give sweets to their staff and having the tradition of every employee bringing in a pound of M&M's for every year's anniversary. For example, if you work there for five years, you have to bring in five pounds of M&M's. This demonstrates an interesting way of evidencing length of employment. On moving forward in the future, Bill Gates relinquishing his seat as CEO in 2000, leaving it to Steve Ballmer was a change for the company, and there were concerns that Bill Gates' departure would change Microsoft's dominant position in the industry. This, however, was not the case, as Microsoft still maintains its dominant presence in consumer markets, with even some increasingly better positions in information technology. On going forward, the company had a lot to do in terms of their employee diversity, as most of their employees are male, with only 29% of its employees being female. Therefore, they have admitted that they have more to do in terms of going forward with this diversity to bring their quarters in line with other big Silicon Valley companies' diversity levels. I hope that this Tech Tuesday will allow you enough background on Microsoft to follow any news related to it, and I think it has been interesting to hear the technological developments of this huge tech giant. Thank you for joining me this week for For Legal Perks Tech Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed this evaluation of Microsoft and I hope you can join us next week for our business breakdown.